Welcome to the Man on Fire Rising podcast with David Mailer. If you're looking to grow and become the man and king you were born to be, you're in the right place. Each week, David will provide men with tools, tips, and strategies for their business, relationship, body, heart, and mindset. Get ready to rise into your passion, power, and purpose, and live your life to its full potential. Now, let's dive in. What's up, guys? It is David Mailer, the Man on Fire mentor, and I am back. Now, today, we're going to get into what we wanted to discuss. We wanted to take a deep dive into what does fear really mean? What does fear really mean? And what do I mean when we're using the word fear? And it's a word that, as we know, cripples a man. Like, oh, I'm scared. I have fear. So let's dive into what do we really mean when we're speaking about fear? All right. So for starters, actually, you know what, guys? I'm going to dive into some of the questions that were submitted during the week. I'm going to address those questions, and then I'm going to come back to today's topic. So from Wednesday, a question that I didn't get to, a gentleman submitted in our private Facebook group. He wrote, I have been struggling really hard this past year, and it cost me the love of my life. I lost who I was, and it broke me. Last April, I tried killing myself, and I've been living out of my car for the past six weeks. Recently, I got back to work and started to get back on my feet, but can't beat the depression and the guilt. Then he writes, how can I become the man I know that I am with the guilt and pain of hurting and failing my family? How can I love another woman knowing what I did to someone I loved so much? All right. Well, obviously, uh, my heart goes out to this gentleman. And I'm sure anyone listening to this uh, would love to support him and offer up, you know, some empathy and some compassion, but not sympathy. Sympathy is when you feel sorry for someone. Empathy and compassion are a different emotion. And you're able to tune into what this person's feeling and hold a space for them and empathize. And you're also able to simultaneously hold space for the individual to stand in the greatness of who they truly are. While they might be going through hardships, you don't want to get sucked into and pulled into the pain, into the drama. Uh, in many cases, for many men, into the victimhood, you want to always hold a man responsible and accountable to who he truly is. So with that said, what I'm really hearing here is a few things. Uh, and I don't take it lightly when someone mentions that they had considered taking their life. And please make sure that you reach out for professional support. Man on Fire is not uh, going to ever claim that we can, um, that we have the, the professional training to help somebody in this regard. So please make sure that if you, you or anyone listening to this has ever felt or is in a space where you are considering not being here on earth, meaning taking your life, Please make sure that you reach out to uh, the proper help that you would need, and perhaps it could be the suicide hotline. With that said, what ends up happening, guys, is that you know a lot of us make a lot of mistakes. We hurt a lot of people. We hurt ourselves. We hurt our soul. And interestingly enough, the question is, am I going to let that define me? Is that who I am? Is that my new identity? Am I going to tuck my tail and tuck my head down and live with shame and live with guilt on each shoulder and that's going to be my destiny? Or am I going to have the courage to overcome my fears, right? Which we're going to get to, that's today's topic. Am I going to have the courage to live on the other side of this and to 
build up my character and my qualities and my characteristics and my attributes and my values and my morals? Am I going to be willing to have the conviction to find the real me and stand in the knowingness of who I am so that when I look in the mirror, I can truly say I love you? But so many of us are so scared uh, of the disdain, the harsh look from others, the harsh treatment from others. Well, you did this to me and you did this to me and you did this to me. So you're not a good person and you're an X, Y, Z. And I don't care what happens to you and uh, an F you. And I hope you I hope you jump off a bridge. I mean, when people are talking to you that way, that is really their stuff or they are clearly hurt by how you didn't show up or how you did show up and they're hurting and they don't know how to express themselves in a way that's healthy in a way that will help them get to the emotions. And so it comes out as projected venom and it comes out as finger pointing and naming and blaming and shaming and judging and projecting. And I'm not minimizing how so many of us men have hurt so many people out there, so many women that have wanted the best from us, wanted us to stand in the fullness of our, our true potential and how we've let ourselves down and how we've let them down. Of course, there's ramifications. Of course, there's a ripple effect. Of course, people are going to be hurt by this. And of course, you're going to need to take responsibility. So Everyone that's going to be listening to this, lean in because I'm going to tell you something very important. So lean in. When you start to clean up your life, when you own your mistakes, when you take ownership and responsibility and your apologies are rooted from your heart and your apologies are not so you can feel better, they are for the other person because you empathize with how you hurt them. And your apologies are coming from wanting to free them of the burden that they're carrying because you can now feel the pain that they're feeling because you didn't show up in the capacity that they deserved. So when you have heartfelt apologies, when you take ownership, when you take responsibility, you, my friend, are free. You don't need someone's forgiveness, nor do you need to force the timing of their forgiveness. In fact, more often than not, when judgment is still coming back at you after you've cleaned things up. I don't mean some empty apology just so you could feel better about yourself. I mean like you have done work on yourself. You have grown your empathy, your compassion. You've moved from your head to your heart. You own your voice. You own your power. You've reconnected and formed a relationship with God. When you are coming from a space where your apology is rooted from your heart, because you have the empathy and compassion for how you hurt others. The only thing that comes back at you from the other person, more often than not, is their stuff. Meaning their own projections. Meaning it's hard to forgive another person because then it means you have to look in the mirror and take responsibility for your own life. So an example that I can give you is there was a gentleman in my community several years ago. He was with us for two years. And he ended up having uh, affairs behind his, excuse me, while a plane goes overhead. He ended up having affairs behind his wife's back. And she found out. And, you know, like many men, unfortunately, you know, the antidote that he thought that would help him get out of this pain was he literally considered taking his own life. And thank God he failed at it. So... He joined our, our brotherhood and he really took a deep dive and a deep look at, at you know, what was really underneath him, his, uh, his choices. Like, why did he choose to have all of these affairs? What is that really about? 
And as he dug deeper and he dug deeper and he dug deeper and he really understood that he was just running away from himself. He was running away from his own feelings of lack of worth and, and feeling unlovable. And he was acting out when, when he did the growth, which took him years. Don't get me wrong. It's not an overnight process. And he was able to come back into his heart and he was able to stand in front of his wife and get the impact of how his actions hurt her, where his apology was pure and apologies, as many as it took, were pure. She accepted him fully back into her life. And today they are very happily married. But initially, the family wouldn't accept him back. And I shared with him, this gentleman, I said, those that are not able to forgive you, those that are not able to open their hearts to you again, most likely it's because they're not able to embrace their own uh, infidelities. They're not able to embrace where they were out of integrity, where they uh, lacked honor and integrity and truthfulness. And maybe they're not ready to look in the mirror. So with regards to this gentleman's question that he submitted, all you can do is come home into the remembrance of who you truly are. Don't define yourself by by poor choices and mistakes and actions that you took that you wish you could you could take back. But the truth is, you'd never have the desire to want to grow as a man if you didn't have these hurts and these wounds and these pains. You'd have no fuel. You'd have no leverage to ever want to be a better person because you know the pain of what it was like to sell your, your soul short and sell other people short when you're not giving them the real you. So that let that be your motivator to want to powerfully move forward to the point where when you look in the mirror, you can feel good about who you are as a man. And from that place, you will have many people that want to be in your life, whether, you know, whether it's a future wife, whether it's your ex-wife, whether it's the kids. Once you're walking a straight line, once you're living from a space of integrity, once you've learned how to take ownership and responsibility for your own life, you're walking free. You're walking proud. You're walking in your heart. And it's just a matter of time before other people want to be around you because everyone wants to be free. Everyone wants to live a life of integrity. Everyone wants to live from their heart deep down, but we're all terrified. We're all scared. And with that said, let's go into today's topic. So the question for you guys that was posed in the email that we asked you was, what do we mean by fear? What what really, what is fear really about? And the answer is, well, first let's start with, um, let's start with the acronym, right? We've all heard that fear can stand for, uh, excuse my language here. Um, well, I'm, I'm not going to say it so that these things get posted, but F everything and run, right? You can fill in the blanks. F blank, 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 everything and run. Or fear stands for um, false evidence appearing real, right? But for most, for most guys, you know, when fear is involved, they shrink, they contract, they run, they hide, they won't face, they won't confront, they try to circumvent it, they try to outrun it, they know that they keep pushing it down. Now we know that fear really stands for face everything and rise. Face everything and rise. Now, when we're talking about fear, let's make sure we're all on the same page. Okay, because it's it's really a made-up term. But since it's a made-up term, let's let's go into what it really means. Just like the word stress, what stress really means is I'm scared shitless. Stress is a code word for fear. So what is fear? Fear is 
you're afraid to do something. You're afraid to do something. And the reason that you're afraid is because you're afraid to fail. And you got to dig deeper than that. You have to recognize that the reason that you're afraid to fail is because you have it wired in you that if you were to fail, you believe that you're not good enough. You believe you're stupid. You believe you're not good enough. You believe you're dumb. And if you're dumb and you're stupid, then you believe you're unworthy. And if you believe that you're unworthy, then you also believe that you're unworthy and undeserving of love. And ultimately, if you go long enough feeling unworthy and unlovable, then you eventually feel alone. You feel isolated. You feel like you don't fit in. And if you go long enough feeling that way, you actually then end up believing, you end up believing that the pain that you're in will never go away. And this is why, or at least a piece of why, so many uh, people out there have considered or have taken their own life. And I'm not minimizing that whatsoever. That the story that we have in our head, the visceral reaction and feelings that we get from the story that we've perpetuated and, and ingrained in us so many times, eventually gets to a point where we believe that there's no way out. There's no way out of this pain. There's no way out of this hellhole. I've fallen deep into the well. It's dark. It's cold. The walls are slippery. I can't climb them. I'm yelling for help. Nobody can hear me. And there's nothing I can do about it. I'm going to die here alone. And because we believe that this pain that we're in, of being alone, will never go away, the mind and its pirates somehow, somehow convince us well, the way to stop this pain is I will jump off a bridge or I'll tie a rope around my neck or I'll drive my car off a bridge or into a tree or I'll swallow pills or I'll pull a trigger. And I have worked with thousands upon thousands upon thousands of men and they all share similar stories about how they have contemplated, if not attempted, to end their life because they got so deep into the pain and believing that it will never end. I've hurt people. I've screwed up so badly. There's no way to fix this. There's no way out of this. So the solution is. And so when we speak about fear, which we said earlier is false evidence appearing real, or we speak about fear, which is F everything and run, right? What we're really talking about is we're trying to outrun these feelings of lack of worth, unworthiness, not good enough, unlovable feeling isolated, feeling alone, and like this pain will never end. That's what fear really is. It's this feeling of being not good enough and unworthy and being unlovable and eventually feeling isolated and alone and the pain will never end. That's all it is. But the crazy thing is it's what runs everyone's life or lots of people's lives because you spend your whole life trying to get away from it. You're trying to outrun it. And you have all developed your mechanisms to try to outrun it. And you have your forms of pain management or your vices from alcohol to weed to cocaine to women to affairs to strip clubs to massage parlors to social media to TV to television to the internet to video games to overworking. We have all these ways of trying to outrun these feelings that we don't want to face. And so fear is not real because it's all made up where we're projecting what 
the experience will be, which is it'll never go away, which is not true because in the Man on Fire Brotherhood and at our signature four-day immersion, our live event, we take men into the center of that fear. We teach you how to finally turn around and face the lion. How to let it finally breathe all its breath on you and roar and you finally learn to face the beast. Like the mighty buffalo in the wild. The only animal that runs into the center of the storm. Knowing that that is where a true peace lives is in the center, the eye of the storm. But so many of us, like the other animals, running away from the storm, running away from our fear, running away from the lion. I don't want to get eaten by the lion. I don't want to get eaten by the lion. It's going to hurt and it's going to hurt. I'm going to suffer and I'm going to die alone and the pain will never end. So we have this fear. And we spend our whole life trying to outrun it and you can't. You can't. The antidote is you got to face it. You have to at some point in time stop, turn around. And let it eat you up. Let it consume you. Feel it all. Feel the jealousy. Feel the rage. Feel the frustration. Feel the sadness. Feel the unworthiness. Feel the unlovableness. Feel the isolation. Feel alone. Feel the pain's never going to go away. Dive right into the center of it. Scream with it. Cry with it. Yell with it. Laugh with it. Receive its gift. Receive its wisdom. Bless it. That sounds great. How the hell do I do that? This is what we teach at our immersions. I couldn't responsibly teach you this right now where you could really know how to dive into the center of this. But we do teach this at our immersions, and it is something if you guys have been letting fear run your life and you need to learn how to get to the other side of it or said differently, how to surrender into the center so fear is not running your life because fear is not real. It's just that you've told yourself the story so many times that you now have a visceral reaction from it. And your body now is encoded with this anxiety, with this fear, and it, and it takes a hold of you and now you're not living your life to your fullest. You're not reaching into your full potential because you're terrified to fail. And underneath terrified to fail, you're terrified to feel un unworthy and not good enough and unlovable and the pain's never going to end. But none of it's real. None of it's real, but we made it real. We made it solid. And so the antidote is to learn how to face it. And just, you know, even for those of you that I'm not teaching how to do that, like we do at our four-day immersion, what's a simple way? Just, just turn around and feel it. Put your hands on your body, feel where it's living and just be with it. Breathe into that spot. Bring your, your focused attention into that spot and cry with it and make the sounds that are there. Give yourself permission to finally feel what you've been running from your whole life because you know how this works, guys. What you ignore keeps showing up at your door. What you keep pushing down keeps coming around. What you resist will continue to persist. We all know this. There is no way to outrun what's been seeking you out your whole life. Because nobody told you that in the center of every hurt and trauma and wound that you ever had is the very fuel and the very leverage to tap into the gifts of who you are and what you're here to bring this world. No one ever told you that. So you keep trying to get away from your past. You keep trying to get away from all these things that happened, not realizing that they were perfectly timed by your soul to bring you the exact hurts and wounds and traumas that you would need to ultimately grow into the man that you're here to be. But you bought into the story that I'm not good enough and look what I've done and I've hurt all these people and now I don't deserve to even hold my chin up and make eye contact with people and I can't stand the person I see in the mirror and I feel like a fake and I feel like a fraud and I feel like a phony. 
I mean, this is the insanity of what the mind will tell you. It's, it's the pirates. They took over your ship. You forgot that this is your house, your domain. You're the captain of your ship. You don't let that voice win. So for those of you that want to learn how to take back mastery over your mind, want to reassume the helm of your own ship, be the captain of your ship and put the pirates to work. Let them be a humble servant to your own, your own desires, what's in your heart, what's in your soul. Tell them to grab a mop and swab the deck or walk the plank if they won't get in line. For those of you that want to learn how to take back control and have mastery over your mind, and you want to explore one of our coaching programs, let us know. I'm ready to grow. You're ready to grow. You're tired of playing neutral. You're tired of running. You're tired of your nonsense. You're tired of living as a fake or a fraud or a phony. Or you're tired of not living into the full potential of who God intended you to be. And you want support and you want help. And you want to join a brotherhood or explore. If our brotherhood is right for you, great. Let us know. And if it's not right for you, that's totally cool. There's thousands of programs out there. Thank God that there's men like me and organizations doing what we're doing, that are here to help others rise. There's too many of us pushing people down, keeping people small, terrified that if others rise, they'll leave me behind. No, we're here to inflate each other's balloons, not sit on top of one another's balloons. Man on Fire is all about the rise of a brother into his passion, into his power, and into his true purpose. That is the heart and soul of our company. It's all about support, challenge, and accountability holding you to the fire of your true potential. That is what Man of Fire is really about. From a space of love, we will love you home and back into the remembrance of who you are as a man. Because we have all lost our way. We have all let fear take over. We have all allowed false evidence to appear real. We have all turned fear into something that's this big boogeyman, this big monster, this mighty lion that's going to, a dragon that's going to kill me. No, it won't. What's killing you is stagnation. What's killing you is that you're not facing your fear. What's killing you is that you're not facing everything and rising, which is what fear stands for, which I learned in a Tony Robbins seminar. And each and every one of you are the dragon slayer. Each and every one of you can tame the tiger and get the pirates to work for you. It's your ship. It's your life. You're the captain. You forgot. I'm talking to you. You forgot. So for those of you that want a push, you want help, you want support, you want to be challenged, knowing that iron sharpens iron, and you want to be held accountable to your true potential? Great. Let us know. I'm ready to grow. We got coaching programs that go from two grand all the way up into the six figures. If you're not in a position where you can invest in yourself, then continue to soak up the content that I deliver free every week on the different social platforms. Love to have you guys. Love to deliver my services. And for those of you that want to take a deeper dive, for those of you that want to compress time, that need a deeper level of support, more challenge, more accountability, more eyes on you, then yes, explore one of our programs. All right. So let me share one more thing. And, and I really remain optimistic that what I'm about to say will land with the person that needed to hear this. There are some of you out there, some of you out there, because I, I do this, I've been doing this for over 20 years, specifically with Man on Fire for eight years. We always meet one or two men per program. We got about 32 guys, somewhere between 26 and 32 men that come to our live four-day immersion. It's where you, the guy that entered that room is so different than the guy that leaves the room. It's like you literally shed your skin like a snake or shed your shell like a lobster. 
and became a new you, more congruent, more coherent, more in alignment with the true you, the authentic you. And every one of these programs, there's always a couple of guys that believe that their situation is different. Well, you don't, you don't know, David, or you don't get it, guys. You know, my situation's different. If, if you, if you did what I did, or if what happened to me happened to you, then you'd feel differently. And, and you see, like, my case is different and, and I can't be helped. I'm too far gone. I've hurt too many people. I have too much baggage from my past. This happened to me or that happened to me. And you truly believe that you can't be helped. You truly believe that you can't rise again. You truly believe that you can't step into your potential. You truly believe that God is punishing you and that you were summoned to a life of hell. And I will be the first to tell you to stop doing that to yourself. It is a lie that you have told yourself over and over and over again. You are so much more than you can possibly imagine. You came from the all. You came from God. You came from love. And the only one punishing you right now is you. No one else. God is not here to punish anyone. You are punishing yourself and you are perpetuating a lie, believing that you're not good enough and believing that you're supposed to have a life of hell, a life of pain. Or for some of you, a life of mediocrity. For some of you, a life of hell. For some of you, a life of mediocrity, blandness, ordinariness, fair, good, okay. Eh, no. Wake up, guys. You were born for extraordinary. You were born for phenomenal. You were not born for good. Good's the enemy of great. Great's the enemy of excellence. Excellence is the enemy of outstanding. Outstanding is the enemy of extraordinary. Extraordinary is the enemy of phenomenal. You're all born for a phenomenal life. All of you. And you forgot. And you're not hanging out most likely with the right people. Change your peer group. If you're not hanging out with men that are reminding you of who you are, that are reminding you of the power that you possess, igniting your passion and your power and your true purpose. If you're not hanging out with people that are pulling you forward, calling you forward, stretching you and making you go to a higher level than you've ever been to before, holding you to the fire of your true potential, you are hanging out with the wrong people. And if you need this level of support, this level of challenge, this level of being reminded, this level of accountability, then consider joining Man on Fire. I don't mean our free Facebook group and all the free videos you see on social media. I mean one of our coaching programs that's going to wake your ass up because you've been asleep and you've been buying into a lie. And the truth is you are phenomenal. And I don't care. I mean, I do care, but I don't care how much you've hurt others in the past. Of course I care, but when I say I don't care, meaning that should not define you. That should wake you up and motivate you to want to be the real you. The coward hides. The coward tucks his tail. The coward says, I'm not going to, it's too late for me. The coward says, well, I, I should just be punished because I've hurt so many people. No, you need to be the hero and clean up your life. And knowing that if you step into your light, if you step into your greatness, if you step into the true man that you were born to be, created by God, then everyone in your life will win. Everyone you've ever hurt eventually becomes free because as you rise and as you grow, you can grow and take responsibility and full ownership and start cleaning it up with an open heart. But so many of you have your tailbone tucked. 
when you're living with shame and guilt, the two twin brothers or twin sisters, like that's not who you are. Don't reward yourself in victimhood. Get rewarded for how many people's lives you can influence and impact. And if you've hurt people in the past, have the courage to go clean it up. And if they don't forgive you, that's okay. They'll forgive you on their own time. Maybe they're not forgiving themselves. Maybe they're not free. And if they were to forgive you, they'd have to look at their own stuff. But God forgives and you should forgive yourself too. So stop it. So for those of you that believe your situation is different, we've had every every type of man come to our program from men that were sexually abused to physically abused, given up for adoption to a parent dying to uh, other abuse from other family members. We've had it all. We've seen every example of horrendous things that have happened to them, to men. So are you going to let that define you? Is that your destiny? No, your history is not your destiny. It's another thing that I learned one time from a Tony Robbins event. Your history is not your destiny. It doesn't determine it. It's the decisions you're willing to make today. So what's the decision you're willing to make today? Are you going to continue to play small and contract and hide and be the victim and think your life is over because you hurt yourself and you hurt others in the past? No. Or are you going to wake up and wake up to the responsibility that you're here to grow as a man? If you need someone like me in your ear and the coaches from my team in your ear and the brothers in our community in your ear reminding you every day of how amazing you are, and to go clean up your life, clean up your past, and move powerfully into the future. If you need that, then tell us. I need it. I'm ready to grow. And what I mean by that is you're ready to grow. Like you want to join a coaching program. You want to immerse yourself in a culture that won't tolerate you playing small. Let us know. Don't tell, oh, I don't have money. If I had if I had money, I'd do it. No. You don't have a big enough why. Coming up with money is the easiest thing in the world for a man. You've gotten too used to your excuses Right? We know it goes like this. You're either more committed to the outcomes you want in your life or you're more committed to the reasons and the stories and the excuses as to why you can't have it. One of the main ones that man hides behind is money. Stop it. That same guy, he's buying stuff he doesn't need from cigarettes to massages to porn to strip clubs to having a car or a motorcycle or some some gadget that you don't need. Where are you spending your money? And if it's not on your growth, then wake up. Wake up. I have invested over a million dollars in my personal growth. And I don't say that to brag. I don't say that to be pompous. I say that because the most important thing you'll ever invest in is yourself. Because you got to give more of yourself to the world, more of yourself to your family, more of yourself to humanity. When you're playing small and your light is dim, you can't shine. You can't shine. You can't wake up other people. A candle was never meant to illuminate itself. Once the candle's lit, you go and you light other candles. When you're owning your light, then you will wake others up. That is what man on fire is all about. Finding that fire again in your heart. Reconnecting to who you are. Reconnecting to source, to God, to whoever that is for you. Are you feeling me? Are you hearing me? Are you seeing me? Put it in the comments. Give me the fires. Hit the like key. Smash it up. What are you learning? Who wants this? Man, I wish I could see you guys right now. All right, let's go, guys. Let's let's get into one or two of the other questions that were submitted that I didn't get to the other day. This gentleman writes, I was being closed off, distant, and aggressive. I'm taking ownership over what I have done, but I still feel like my fears are controlling my decisions. I need some insight on a better path to grab the bull by the horns. What else could I do to save myself 
other than being honest with myself about my shortcomings? Yeah, great question. So, of course, you got to be honest about your shortcomings. Of course, you got to take ownership and responsibility. But saying these things then requires you doing something about it. So here we are. We're taking ownership of who we've hurt and how we've hurt them. And it's coming from our heart. Now the question is, what are you going to do? Are you going to go back to the old you? Or are you going to take measures and take steps and take actions to show that you have started to blossom into a new version of yourself? So for most of you, what that really means is you go in and you clean up conversations that you've shied away from. You go and you contact people from your mother, your father, your brother, your sister, a relative, an ex, a current person that you're with, and you clean up these conversations. You, you come clean. You unburden them by coming clean and, and cleaning up the indiscretions and the lies. And you just tell the truth. You got to start there. You got to start there. And... What you could do, and, and for this gentleman that wrote this question, is my suggestion is always the same for every man. It's get involved with a peer group, an organization, a brotherhood, a community that will stretch you and push you to grow. Don't choose ones that you're comfortable in or that you're the big man, the top guy in the totem pole. Like, oh, well, I'm already in all these other groups. Great. Tell me about your growth in those groups. Tell me how it's impacting your life. Tell me how it's impacting your consciousness. Are you evolving your consciousness? Are you shifting your relationships where there's more depth and there's more intimacy? Are you crushing in a business? Are you living on your mission and on your path and your true purpose? If you're not, you're in the wrong groups. You're in groups you're hiding in because you feel successful. You should join groups where you feel uncomfortable, where you feel like, whoa, I don't have ease in my body. These guys are really crushing it. These guys are killing it. These guys are really living a life that's higher than where I'm at. Yeah, that's the group you want to join. Be challenged, man. That's where men grow from challenge. All right. I think we got another question that was submitted here. Let me see. This gentleman writes, I hear the message. By the way, if you're wondering how am I, where am I getting these questions, we have a uh, free Facebook group that you guys most likely have joined or can join. And uh, in there is a questions thread. And every Wednesday, I come on and I answer the questions that you submitted. So make sure that you are a part of our free Facebook group so you can get your questions answered. All right. So this gentleman writes, I hear the message to get out of my head and into my heart, both from you and my current girlfriend. Is this even possible for all men? Is it possible that for certain men, if, for example, they are on the autism spectrum, that they lack the ability or skill to get out of their head and into their heart? Beautiful question. Thank you for asking this. So this this question also might be rooted in where somebody thinks that their situation is different, right? Everyone, not everyone, a lot of you want to believe uh, my situation's unique. You don't really understand, David. Uh, you didn't have happened to you what happened to me, or you didn't do what I did to hurt people the way I hurt them. And, you know, there's not really something out there that's going to be able to help me. You know, that's your game, right? We teach this in the Man on Fire brotherhood to see your game because your game is running you that's your game you believe that that you're being punished and that there's no hope for you and that that is your game so you are a well-decorated victim where you'll never have to take risk you'll never have to rise this way you'll never have to fail but the truth is you are failing because you're not actually going for what you know is possible that is failing so give that up so with regards to this gentleman's question, 
our experience in the Man on Fire Brotherhood, Man on Fire community, is that we have been able to take guys that were in their head, stoic, a wall, whether you know they grew up Russian or German, you name it, you know, no matter how much pain there was in their past where they put up the wall, we have always seen the Great Wall come down. We have always been able to help a man soften and drop from his head into his heart. Now, does everyone do that at the same pace? No. You keep chiseling away and chiseling away and chiseling away. And like the Stonecutter's Creed, the 101st blow is not what cracked open the stone. It was the 100 blows before it. But you got to start somewhere. And we absolutely have the tools. We have the technology. We have the systems in place at Man on Fire to start helping a man move from his head into his heart. In fact, at our last program, two programs ago, a month or so ago, we had a gentleman who uh, was diagnosed with a uh, form of autism, um, Asperger's. And we helped that man start to feel again. We helped him start to get into his emotions. And it was so beautiful to witness, to watch a smile come to his face and, and realize he does have the ability to feel he does have the ability to feel more alive and more vital and more emotions and more passion. It was just so beautiful to witness that and to be a part of that, watching the brothers and the team and myself wake this man up and, you know, get him out of this unconscious coma of living an anesthetized life where there's no emotions. And, you know, how does that happen? We all, we've all been hurt at a very young age where our innocence, our purity had been taken from us in, in one way, shape or form or another. And that's where we started to go into our head and get away from that purity that you see in children, right? You, you look at kids in a playground, it's the most infectious thing to see because they still have the purity. The world hasn't beat them up yet. They haven't had enough trauma yet to shut down that playful spirit. It's like Peter Pan, Robin Williams, you know, the kids are trying to remind him, you're Peter Pan, but he's this stoic adult that's like, you know, not fun. And then they, little by little during the movie, they wake him up to the remembrance of who he is. So yes, anyone can be woken up at least in our experience and start feeling again all right i think we got one more question here and then anything that i might have missed we'll just stack on to next week last question here is uh this gentleman writes my partner of two years had to go through lower lumbar spinal fusion surgery the recovery has taken longer than expected we have not had sex for 10 months Physical contact went to zero. It's building back, but the road has been very hard on me. My main need is physical touch. I gave up porn, and that's been freeing, but now I don't know what to do with my natural sex drive. Her ex-husband forced sex when she had a C5, C6 fusion in her neck. How do I keep this course when my needs for sex don't go away and she is not ready for intimacy? I'm clean and have been faithful. It's just damn hard. I don't want to mess this up. What a beautiful question. Such a beautiful question. And uh, and I can feel your heart in this the inquiry. So thank you. So let's address this. And uh, I'm going to go in a direction you guys weren't expecting. So, you know, with regards to uh, this woman, and, and please understand, guys, I, I see women as angels. I see them as blessed beings of light as queens, as sacred, these sacred beings of pure beauty. And there's nothing more beautiful than seeing the illumination 
the full reveal of a woman's heart. And I believe that men have the power to support or help with the opening of a woman's heart. And we all know there's been lots of betrayal by the masculine. It, it, it is a woman's responsibility also to want to wake up and to want to reveal her heart. But we as men have to also rise into our mature masculine and become the leaders we were born to be and live in a place and space of maturity where it is safe enough for a woman to walk this earth in her true beauty, where she's not looked at through the immature through the immature eyes where, you know, there's a violation of boundaries. So for this particular woman, it's very telling that initially she had uh, surgery at C5, C6, her lower cervicals, which is where we store the energy of rage. It's where we've been betrayed. And when we don't voice our betrayals, all the energy, all the sound gets stuffed down into the lower neck. And then it affects the shoulders and the nerve supply in the lower neck, which goes to the shoulders and goes to the arm. And next thing you know, we get, you know, carpal tunnel and all this other stuff, ulnar stuff and shoulder problems. And really all it is, is um, I, uh, when a person's been violated enough, when they've been betrayed enough, and then when they start to self-betray and they don't speak up, they don't own their voice, they don't honor their nose and, hey, I said no. And when they don't have the power to do that or the power, you know, they've been, somebody's forced themselves on them. All that energy is building up in their lower neck. And if they're not voicing it, they're not allowing the sound to come out. Eventually, they're going to need surgery. So it's very common for people to have neck surgery when the energy is building, 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 and it's never been dissipated. So eventually, it implodes. Now you have a disc herniation. Now you need surgery. Or you have arthritis, which didn't happen overnight. It's just all these emotions that got stored that you never got to dissipate. All this bound energy got locked up. So that's what happened for her in her first marriage. Then, then she has her, the lower back problems and she has, you know, spinal fusion surgery, which I'm guessing was L4, L5 or L5S1. If it's more L5S1, she probably um, feels betrayed by time, right? So if something happened to her at a certain point in time. She feels betrayed by time and, and, and I don't have enough time to get it all done. And why did this happen at this time in my life where she feels... Uh, you know, I don't have enough money to make it all happen. Or perhaps if it involves more of the L4, she might be more stuck in her thinking mind more so than in her feeling, in her feelings, which is very common for men and women where they move from their heart into their head and we become overly analytical and practical and logical. And that will pull, put a lot of tension on the upper cervicals, the second cervical, third cervical vertebra, which pulls on L4, L5 or L5-S1, as I was just speaking to, next thing you know, they need surgery because the energy is not dissipating. So what can this man do? He can recognize, by the way, you're not, I don't recommend that you share this with her. I recommend that you, that you get what I'm about to say, which is this. What this woman and what all women require and need from us as a man is for us to grow ourselves where we don't get our happiness or joy sourced from something outside of ourselves, not from porn, not from alcohol, not from a woman, not from having money. We as a man owe it to ourselves to source our joy independent of things that are external to us, outside of us. This allows us to cut the cord of codependency and neediness, which I spoke about on Wednesday. What do I mean by being needy. I spoke about that Wednesday. But most men haven't done the work. So we think that if we have these things, we're going to be happy. If she gives me sex, if she gives me affection, 
if I have more money, if I have the bigger house, if I have the better job, I'm, I'm going to be happy. No, you won't. There are millionaires and billionaires that take their life every day. Oh, I'd be different. I, if I just had a little bit more. No, you won't. Because you, like, like other men, what you're missing is you haven't cultivated yourself enough. You haven't grown yourself enough. You haven't started to fill your last two human needs, growth and contribution. You're still rooted in significance. You're still rooted in connection. You're still rooted in certainty. You're not fulfilling your top two needs of growth and contribution, the human needs. And so you're not going to be fulfilled. You're not going to be free. And you're going to be a victim of your circumstance. And so now if your partner has surgery and you're not getting sex, all of a sudden you're not happy. and You can't turn to porn because you don't want to do that anymore. So what do I do? Grow yourself. Be unneedy. Be needless. Don't need anything outside of yourself. In fact, the more you need something is the more that you should be in service to others. Give up your neediness and be of service. The very thing you want, the very thing you need, give it. You want affection? You want love? Give it to her. The very thing that you think will free you if you get it, give it. You want more trust? Give more trust. You want more love? Give more love. You want more physical touch? Give more physical touch. You'll be filled up by giving it. You get it? It's going to be short-lived. It'll be temporary. It won't fill you. That's my suggestion for this gentleman. All right, guys, if you've been following me long enough, I'm guessing by now you can feel the depth of how much I care about you guys. And this is trickling through my entire organization. My, my team is extraordinary. Extraordinary, extraordinary, extraordinary men are a part of my team that care so deeply for fellow man and for the women on this planet. And we are here to wake each other up. We are here to help you guys come home to the remembrance of who you truly are. And to shine your light, shine that heart, set it on fire so that your essence can come through you. And by being authentic and really coherent with the real version of you, you're an inspiration to others to find their light. And the whole idea is for you to grow and evolve your consciousness so you'll want to be of greater contribution to humanity. All right, guys, I love you so much. Thank you for always allowing me to serve you. One last call for those of you that really want to explore being a part of our community, our brotherhood, and you want to look into some of our coaching programs and you feel that you're truly ready, like you're ready to invest in yourself financially, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, uh, and your time, which is your most precious commodity, and you're truly ready for that, then let us know I'm ready to grow. All right, guys, I'll see you next Wednesday. So much love. It's your man on fire mentor, David Miller. Good night, guys. Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to click subscribe so you never miss an episode. Then share with your friends and leave us a raving review. To connect with David, you can find him at www.manonfirerising.com or on Facebook. We'll see you next week for another episode of the Man on Fire Rising podcast with David Mailer.